and at the same time, it's not my fault that you're power level too low to be able to rebound from how I'm feeling. If what I'm feeling makes you feel the way I'm feeling, that's not my fault. Hmm. I'm not responsible for your, how you feel. I'm not responsible for how you receive my energy. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. What I'm putting out is what I'm putting out right now. I'm a human being. Like, stop being weak. <laughs> hey, level up. Welcome to Beyond Hood and Evil. We're your hosts. I'm Mike. And that's Chris. What's up? Slim. What are we getting into today? You already know what it is. Beyond Hood and Evil. And today, for the beyond of it, we're getting into our representative selves. Yeah. And as we all know, there's a customer service line that we all hold for people that are new to experiencing you. And you guys know how I present. My representative is obviously the chocolate champ. But it always wasn't mm. that way. I used to just be... Chris, and as authentic as I appear to be in most situations, uh, let's let's be honest, in all situations, that always wasn't true. <laughs> because when you try to be the real you, the people that don't know you, it could be a lot. Mm. So we're going to get into some stories about how the representative self sometimes acts as a buffer for you, the true you. You know, when I think about representative sales, man, I, I think about this in so many uh, venues, right? I think about this, our representative selves in work, our representative selves in like, you know, relationships, romantic or not. Um, and then just how we show up in general, right? Like how mm -hmm. you prefaced it. And I think when we think about our representative selves, uh, we might think that it's a front that we're putting on. Um, and I think, Chris, the question I want to pose to you is that, is it always a front or does it also blend with who you are authentically? Because... I believe for me, sometimes people think I'm putting on my representative selves. Those of you that are new to Beyond Hood and Evil, you might think that Mike is a whole little character, you know, that he's performing. Uh, but if you know Mike, you're like, nah, this is how you show up, right? So, you know, sometimes you may feel like you are being you, but some people might think it's your representative selves. So I'm interested to kick this off. It's like, you know, is there a line? And what is the difference between the two? Hmm. I think the representative self is the person that you wish people to perceive you as mm. while you as an individual, who you are is who you are. And that's the person that you are in reality. So like mm. I said, man, I, you know, uh, chocolate champ, you know what I'm saying? That's a persona. I don that's a representative self that I've created after going through a rather tumultuous breakup. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really know what to do. Some people get broken, but I, it formed mm. me in a way, you know, like it, it mm. informed me and formed me in a way. It made me the person I am today in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and I can't say that's a, I can't say that's a, a good thing. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the softer edges that I had <laughs> kind of were rubbed out. Yeah. Like a lot of the, a lot of the softer edges I had are gone because of that. Like, I was just like, that's not working, man. Cause I, I got this line that I'm working on in this new song or whatever. Uh, but okay. it was like, man, your tender love, you, my tender love, you deserve it, but sweetness gets you deserted. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like the idea of when you're too sweet to somebody, they it's like a dessert. It could be too much. It could be too rich. So in that idea, you got to let some of that go if you really want to have a successful relationship. Because if you don't have that edge, usually you the person that ends up getting cut. In that, you know, that's when I created Chocolate Champ. And that's the person that I pursued. Like the person I always wanted to be. Like the chocolate champ is like almost like a amalgamation of all the mm. people I have hero worship of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't care. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say that I have hero worship of a lot of guys. You know, I, I'm I'm okay. a young young black guy, and you know, growing up, 
you got to find your positive male role models where you can, especially mm-hmm. people of color always been very present that I'm a black man. It's something that my mom instilled in me since I was a boy. She's like, you're going to be a black man one day. You're going to be a black man one day. You're going to be a black man one day. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it was a lot mm-hmm. of can'ts, but in the can'ts, I've kind of nursed out or teased out all that, what are cans, you know what I mean? So, you know, people like the rock people like, I know the now persona non grata, Kanye West, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Dre, you know, people are great leadership. Malcolm X, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mumia Abu-Jamal, people like that. People that I really look to for as paragons of strength and leadership in their mm-hmm. community and how they move. I try to take in the meat, spit out the bones of those people. So, you know, that's what Chocolate Champ is to me, just somebody who is my representative. So he's great. He's bold. He's unabashedly confident, overwhelmingly so in some situations, un, un, <laughs> undoubted, unbridled self-belief, you know what I'm saying? A manifestation of all things that I can think that's chocolate champ. And whenever I feel like I'm in that mode, that's when I got everything firing at 100%. I feel like that's when I'm operating in excellence in that space. You know, what athletes call the flow state, that's when I'm in my chocolate mm-hmm. champ mode, when mm-hmm. everything just mm-hmm. moving, bro. So, yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I want to dig in here a little bit more. Um, it's just like, what is the difference between Chris and Chocolate Champ? Because some people could think those are very different things. I like to think they are the same thing, but I know the many sides of you. So like when you talk about the multiple identities that we do assume that make us up, that amalgamation that you talk about, that mm. is real. Um, but I do believe that amalgam- amalgamation on those different identities are really just truly who you are. So like, is there a difference between who Chris is and the Chocolate Champ? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of differences. Like, I feel like, right. I feel like me as an individual, myself, for real, for real. Like, I'm kind of pr- more, more, more or less. I'm a real non-confrontational person. I'm non-confrontational. I could be mm-hmm. real timid. You know what I'm saying? I could be mm-hmm. real, almost passive. I could just be passive because I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't, I'd rather be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> in most situations like bro i don't i can care less about what you got going on as long as i get to do what i got to do and you can stay i can just chill that's tip, typically my temperament but right. it, when it's time to get something done sometimes you just got put on that hat of leadership you know what i'm saying the badge of leader, the pressure or the weight the helmet of leadership and just get stuff moving that's why i get in my chocolate champ mode uh i remember i don't know if i ever showed started this story on here like how I was playing football a little bit in high school uh, mm-hmm. or the summer before 12th grade or senior year. That's when I started trying to do football and stuff. I wanted to just really make a market change. Cause again, that was another moment. I was talking to this girl in 11th grade when I was going through my awkward phase, <sighs> man, it was crazy, bro. I was, <laughs> I was out here moving crazy, bro. I was just looking like a, I was looking like Luda Kanye West, the third 3000, bro. Like, I was looking nuts. Didn't know, didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to do with my hair. I didn't know what to do with my skin. I didn't know what to do with my face. I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with my mm-hmm. clothes. You know, I was growing so fast. Because, you know, I went from being like 5, 10 in ninth grade. No, I was 5, I was five, 7 in 6th grade. Then I was 5, 10 in ninth grade. Then I was like 6 feet. And then I was 6, 3. So it was oh, just like... It, I, just, I don't like that you... I don't like that you're stunting on me right now, bro. You said you was five seven in the sixth grade. Yeah, like my graduation, we was tall as our teachers. Me and Keg was tall as our teachers. Mister Monsanto was, I think, might have been six feet. He might have been five nine. We was about his height, almost. Like when we had our little dress shoes on. No, yeah. no, no. I don't. I don't, I don't care about that. I just. <laughs> I'm just. I, just for us short kings out here in the world. I just want to let you know that we can stand tall and still be proper, still be dapper, and still keep it player. I just want to stand up for us real quick as Chris talked about his sizeisms, um, trying to make us feel smaller. 
uh, indirectly. But proceed, sir. Go ahead. This man mad because I was blessed. Listen, man, you took the, the master, the big, the, the master took the big slave woman and the big slave man and put the two together and they make big slave babies. That's how you get somebody like me. You know what I'm saying? Country big, bro. What are you talking about? Like, it's like, no, it's no accident. Like, my grandfather, my great grandfather was seven feet and my great grandmother was like, Probably like a little over six feet. She had to be. Because yeah. my grandmother, she you met my grandmother, she like five eight. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my mom, my mom like five eight. And mm-hmm. my father, he was like five. Mm-hmm. He might no, I'm not being funny, but he's like your height, maybe a little shorter. So it's no like disrespect. so and I still disrespect. came out and I was supposed to, I was supposed to be close to six three. That was supposed to be max height. I just ended up six five. You know what I'm saying? I ate my Wheaties. I oh, think wait, it's because all the steroids. Wait. No, 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 no. I think it was it the milkman? Nah, it wasn't the Wolfman. <laughs> oh yeah, you never seen a picture of my father. You never seen a picture of my father. We talk about this man, and I ain't seen a photo yet. I yeah, mean, obviously, if he looks like you, then I've seen him, right? It's just like my mother would tell me, I look exactly like and have mannerisms and have the smile of my late father. But I ain't never seen the motherfucker, so I'm like, I hear you, but I don't know. It's, it's weird, bro. Listen, listen again. This is a, 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 be devolving from the topic, but my fa- I look mm-hmm. smooth like my father in a lot of ways, bro. It's bug okay. out. Okay. Because <laughs> I used to think I look, I used to think I look like my grandmother. Because I know I didn't look like my mom. You met my mom. I don't look nothing like her. Like I don't, right. I don't even know. I don't really have none of her features. But mm-hmm. when I, I remember I met my we, we and my father reconnected before he passed. And when I saw him, it was like looking in the mirror. It was super mm. duper weird, bro. It was weird. Like even the way he laughed. The way he carries, like, sit down, like, how I be sitting and stuff, like, my neck all, like, it's <laughs> so much you get from somebody genetically, mm-hmm. it don't make sense. Like, you only got to be around them. You just get their mannerisms from that little bit of time that I did spend with him as a young man. So, as a little boy, I should say. So, that's for real. Yeah. But anyway, point being, you tripping, bro. It ain't my fault, bro. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying, so back to the story. <laughs> so, I end up um, talking to this girl. You know, we was chilling, whatever, talking, talking, talking. Again, I was very green. I was green as a string being. I didn't really know what was going on. So <laughs> I don't know if I was moving too slow or she just wanted to move faster. But I think I fumbled it somehow, some way. And, um, but her mom loved me. Her mom loved me, bro. It was weird. Like, what? real life. Real life. Real life loved me, bro. Oh, mama love Chris. Bro, bro, every woman, every every person I've been with, every woman I've been with, their mother loves me, bro. Loves mm. me. Like, mm-hmm. nah, sweetie. How's he how's Chris? How's he doing? <laughs> what, what what can I make him? How's he doing? It's a thing, bro. So she called her mom like, hey Ma, how you doing? She's like, how's, how's Chris? How's Chris? <laughs> yeah, how's Chris? So <laughs> So anyway, fast forward, we end up not working out for some odd reason. I honestly think it's because she ain't really like me like that. She's like one of my homeboys. They was like playing a game together off the side, and I ain't know. But it's homies that's another homies. story. That's yeah, homies ain't homies. But that's only that's only a speculation. I wouldn't know, bro. We ain't really have internet. <laughs> but um, point being, I ended up going to football camp because I was like, man, I need to do something different, man. I've been slubby my whole life. Always just been giant. I'm coming back looking like Sean Taylor, and that's what I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I came back. I left Steph. I left Urkel and came back Stephon, bro. I left. I left. Uh, <laughs> who another person that transformed? I, I left Bad Bunny before he got signed to Interscope. That was me, bro. Hey, that was that's a, a transformation. Real, 
that's a, bro. That's took it out the words out of my. That is a real transformation, bro. Real hey, transformation. Man, I'm, I'm I'm young thug before um, before he, I was young thug before he got his teeth fixed. Now I'm young thug after he got the teeth fixed, but before he went to jail, <laughs> that was me, bro. Like a transformation <laughs> took place, like a different human, bro. Future before he dropped magic, you know what I'm saying? I was it was a transformation <laughs> took place, bro. I was a different individual, and I and I had been around all them football players, so my whole mm. steez, my whole aura had changed. Mm. The way I interacted specifically with the fair sex had changed. I was like, man, y'all get away from me, bro. <laughs> y'all ain't want me when I was, hey, how's it going? How are you? But now I'm like, yo, what's up? How are you? And they go, you know what I'm saying? It's totally different. So, <laughs> you know, that's when, that was the impetus of Chocolate Champ, you know, the, the beginnings. So, yeah, man. So, you know, some people may say this is a persona, more like a Sasha Fierce. Right, you know, for yeah. Beyonce, right? But I think of it is less of a persona for you because I do really think that it's who you are, right? It's not like a mask that you put on, right, for you to show up appropriately in a situation. It may give you a little gas for you to, you know, amp up yourself to do the things you already know you need to do. Uh, but it is, it is still you. Similar to me, as I say, um, when most folks meet me, um, I do think I try to position myself as someone who is authentic and genuine. And I think most people receive that, but you know, there's people who are jaded or had different experiences or just have a wall up and they are going to try to anticipate different things and may not know how to read me, even though I think I'm coming across clearly. So no matter what the situation is, whether it's work, whether it's relationship, whether it's friendships, I like to think that I'm showing up the same. Right. Mm. And so my representative self to me is myself. Um, but it's the difference between what I know and what others know. And so what I'm hearing from you is you're, you're talking about Chocolate Champ being sort of a delineation from who you originally are, but it's still a part of that amalgamation. I don't really see that, but you see that and you live your life. So I got to trust it. I think it's a little bit different for like a Sasha Fierce and a Beyonce, just for that example of like, that's a whole different persona to be somebody different than who you are. I, I can't say that this, you right and wrong at the same time. To say more. So, <laughs> no, everybody got stats. You got your stats and you got to hit your stats. Chocolate champ is when all my stats are maxed out. Mm. That's what all it is. Okay. When I max out everything, like a 2K 99 overall, that's me when I'm in chocolate champ mode. I'm 99 overall <laughs> at everything. And and humor, 99. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now let's keep it one out of 10. Keep it, let's keep it one out of 10. So humor, 10. Confidence, 20. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Self belief, 20. You know what I'm saying? Uh, disregard for others' opinions. Fifty. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hear enough of you talk about what I'm going in that mode, bro. Like it's a hundred percent true. I don't care what you got to say. And it's like, what's uh-huh. the other thing? Will be like compassion. Five, Two? man. Five. <laughs> Five, five. I have little compassion, and my patience is at zero. When I'm in chocolate mm. champ, I'm, my patience is at zero typically. So it's like that's the that's the downside of being that. While if, I, if I'm flipping the script and I'm mm. just being my regular self, like every day, sometimes when you're feeling dumpy in the dumps, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm feeling blue, as I like to call it. If I'm feeling blue, it's the opposite. Like my confidence might be a little shaky. You know what I'm saying? My mm. self belief might be a little shaky. My compassion will be very high. Cause I'm feeling very empathetic. I'm in my feelings at that mm. day. So I'm really feeling sorry for people. I might actually give a homeless person some money. I might actually go and like, <laughs> just, let the person that's, I might let somebody get on the elevator before me. You know what I'm saying? I might, you know, things like that, but you know, it's just how I'm feeling, but it also depends on the day, you know, some people mm-hmm. up, some people down, but it's not like, it, you know, it's not like it's a problem though. It's just natural. That's the natural ebb and flow of life. So 
you know, it, I can't really say there's a difference between the two other than that. It's like it's, a, it's just someone I'm operating in excellence. It's that rarefied air. Mm. You know, it's not Jigga. It's Jigga to Sean Carter. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z to Sean Carter. It's the same thing. It's Yeezy or Yay to Kanye West. It's the, the person that you want everybody to perceive you as, you know? So we're going to go down the different situations where we talk about your representative self and your authentic self. And again, I'm going to try to blur those lines to say that I'm trying to show up as myself in both those. Let's okay. talk about work a little bit. You know what I mean? We we do the cold switching. You know what I mean? From the interview all the way through to getting the job. And then once you hit a year, you're like, hey, and you got a government job. So, yeah, I do. You know, it's, it's a little harder to fire people in the government. You know what I mean? So <laughs> in many in many ways, you want to show up as your representative self. And then after a year goes by or, or, or five years, once you hit, you know, you get your pension, you know, you, you get through your 30, 60, 90 or whatever a probationary period you pass through, then you kind of let the hair down and you just say, <laughs> can't nobody tell me shit. <laughs> so I do believe that that exists there. So would you say not necessarily chocolate champ, but do you show up as your representative self at work or, or are you authentically yourself at work? work and you can mm. also say that i'm making a wrong delineation that i'm looking at this the wrong way no i'm talking i'm at work 100 percent. like i don't be caring mm. what nobody got to say for real for real like somebody <laughs> tell me something that sound goofy i let them know like i won't say nothing uh-huh. but I, so listen it's a new person at my job um i was having a conversation with her and she brand new so she don't know why she just you know she brand new she black so and i always make it a thing okay. to do a black person I'll, like even at au you know how I got down. You knew when you black, I always used to talk to you. Because I feel like that's a, it make you feel alienated when it's all these people in the building, nobody talking to you, and then not mm-hmm. even the black people talking to you. But, you know, if you see the other people co- communicating in the building, they're always communicating and lifting up the other people that look like them, that act like yeah. them, that are from the same cloth they are. So I'm just going to leave it like that. So I always say something to them, specifically, especially if they're in my department. So she working comms. Um, okay. She knew this might be her first, I think this might be her first, like, office type job and i was just talking to her trying to give her some advice like yeah man you know just make sure you get through your probationary spirit you good like the job not that hard you just gotta do your work that's what it is like i always tell people that like this job is not hard just do your job like you Mm. can't you can't fail unless you're not doing your job and a lot of the times doing a bare minimum is more than enough in a government job as people will say doing a bare minimum is more than enough so if you go if you do a little bit above the bare minimum you're a superstar and that's why i'm just trying to give her some game on that so Mm -hmm. she was in a meeting you know, and we was talking about social media, you know, and that's something <laughs> I've been trying to get ramped up in my job for years, you know. So <laughs> when people were coming up with these ideas, I was just being quiet because it's all this stuff I've either heard before or pitched years yeah. ago. And I, I know I typically know that something is dead if it's being used at my job. Mm. So if it's like, oh, it's a trend we try to do in my job, I'm like, oh, this trend over. Mm. I, that's how I know because we're using it at my job it's like this is the end of that trend <laughs> so yeah because it's like I pitched it when it was hot now it's the standard best practice and we're trying we're using it as an experiment to see if it works it's like wow we didn't get the results we wanted it's like yeah we two years too late we a month mm. too late we three weeks too late so <clears throat> she was listening to me she's listening to the, we all listen to the dude director talk about stuff and I'm just like I guess I was giving him faces as he was speaking and I, mm. I don't know how I look I think I'm being smooth, like, hmm, hmm, yes, very interesting. But apparently I was shaking my head like this as he was talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like, like, just look, and I was looking at him crazy. Like, she said, you was looking at him crazy. So I imagine this is how I look. I was like. 
face all scrunched up. <laughs> they like just what is you like? What are you talking about, bro? That sound dumb as hell. Like that's what my face was saying. <laughs> but and everybody in the room can find and feel it except me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking I'm like you know. Hmm. Yes, but I'm not, bro. I'm like, nah, that sounds nuts. You sound stupid. Why would you say that? That's goofy. Goofy, Yeah, Yeah, it sounds goofy. That sounds goofy. What you talking about sound goofy. So she was she put we was at this other this little event a couple weeks ago for the communications department. We brought everybody from the field all into the office. And I'm sitting Mm -hmm. down at lunch with her and uh, another new girl. She um she African. And I was trying to give her some game too, because she real talented. She real smart. Let me not say that. She's very competent. She just mm-hmm. doesn't have that belief in herself yet because she's such a young woman. And I don't think mm-hmm. nobody ever pulled her to her in that way mm-hmm. um, to let her know, like, yo, you should believe in yourself more. You got it. Like, you got it. You just got you know, just you know what you're doing. Don't show yourself short. So I was trying All to right. do that for, like, like, be, like, older mentor, big brother type guy. Like, hey, man, you believe in yourself. You got it. Don't don't be questioning yourself or second guessing yourself. You got it. Like, you know, I get it. But just keep going. Keep pushing. So I was doing that with her, like, hey, you know, ooh, ooh. and then she sat down. The girl I'm talking about, she sat down. The other girl was talking about, so she sat down, and she was like, "Chris, man, you, you, she's like, why you don't think you got promoted?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Man, I don't know, man. They don't, they don't want to. They trying to hold me back. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm black, <laughs> man. You know, you know, you know how black folks do. You know how black folks do. They ain't get the thing they want. It's because I'm black, bro. If I wasn't black, man, if I was, the, if I was the right color, the white color, man, they would been promoting me, bro. It's not all the stuff I be doing, man. I'm hemming this joint, man. She was just laughing, laughing, laughing. She's like, yeah, but besides all that, Chris, we get it. You're good. You're talented. I get it. But what, what do you mm-hmm. really think?" She was trying to be, get a real moment from me. Because, you know, usually right. it's hard to get those real moments from me. Like, I'm she's, not trying to be real with she, you. She's trying to get past your representative self. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, probably because I wear T-shirts every day. And uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> probably because I wear T-shirts every day. And I might come a little late from time to time, you know. And sometimes I say wow stuff. I want wow. She's like, bingo. She's like, the t-shirts, <laughs> nah, you can let that go. <laughs> Showing up late, uh, that's something you got to get past. But at the same time, you know, that's something you could work on too. That's not that big of a deal. Coming in like five minutes late, 10 minutes late every here and there, that's not that big of a deal. But she's like, it's what you say, Chris. What you be saying at work. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, this dude doesn't have any filter. And in my nice. mind, I'm like, I was like, y'all tripping. I'll be thinking way worse stuff, like way worse stuff. And this is the stuff. This is what gets through. So imagine the the darkness, the evil that I be saving y'all from in this joint, bro. The evil I be saving y'all from. Because I be real. I be having. I be having. I have venom in my mind, and I be trying to swallow it. That's why I be in my cube listening to battle rap and comedy to get that aggression out, bro. I be wanting to spaz sometimes. So. Yeah. She was telling me that, and that's when I realized. I was like, dang, man, I ain't never think of it like that. She's like, yeah, Chris is that. Like, she's, and then she gave me the example I just gave you how I was in a meeting and somebody was saying something and how I would have the ability to just drain a room. Mm. <laughs> she, she said, she's like, that's a talent. She's like, that's actually, a, it's a talent that you have. Cause you, someone to say something and you will physically, you will visually disagree and everyone in the room will notice immediately like, Oh, Chris disagrees with this. And that's why they call on you to ask for your opinion. And I was like, but I don't say nothing. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. And she's like, but everyone knows you're lying because your face says that you vehemently disagree. Ooh. 1000% because anybody that's watching the video podcast know that I often stop to say, what's that look on your face? What are you saying? Like, what, like what's on your heart? You feel like, I feel like you got something on your heart because of the way you're looking at me. So yes, you're, it's all in your face, bro. Go ahead though. 
But I didn't know that, man. I mean, people been telling me that my whole life, but I didn't think I was doing this to the point. She's like, you was looking at him crazy. Like, you looking at him like he's stupid. And I was like, I wasn't trying to make him feel stupid. I was just looking how I was looking. And I was like, I thought I was keeping my stuff together. And she's like, that's how, she's like, you must have disassociated in that moment. Because <laughs> she was like, she's like, and that, every time he started talking, you just be like, <laughs> Every time, like, nah. Hey, hey, it's like nah, nigga. It's not nah, nigga. It's not it. It's not it, bro. It's yeah, not, yeah, nah, yeah, bro. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so at work, I, I, to answer your question in a long about way, long, long, long way. Yeah, man. I be chocolate. I'm chocolate chamber work 100 percent. Because if I was Chris at work, bro, I probably would have been broke down, had a nervous breakdown, start drinking and smoking and doing all this other wild stuff, be a fat mess. Because the part of the amount of nonsense you got to deal with, you got to get it out some way. So I just put up this infinite shell mm-hmm. of bravado. Like, dog, <laughs> what you saying? Don't phase me, bro. Hey, hey, you could probably ask people, what would you rather have, an infinite shell of bravado or um, sort of an addiction to weed? And I, I just want to say that most people don't think you'd be addicted to weed, um, including some people that are near and dear to my heart. Sombrero. And I, just wanna, I just, I just want to, you, you saying cap? <laughs> Sombrero. Sombrero. <laughs> you could definitely be addicted to weed. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you get up and you got to hit the blunt before you, or hit the bowl, or or hit the the, the vape, or, or or hit the bong before you even start your day, and then you got to cap it off. And then throughout the day, you hitting every, like, it's just like, yo, you got to realize you can't function without this. That's a little different. So I guess I've already said in a roundabout way, I'd rather have this shield of bravado <laughs> if you're relying on that than to rely on drugs. Although cannabis and I, you know, we might be best friends, you know, uh, but we do have a respectable relationship. Um, yeah, Chris, I mean, th- there's one thing you did say though, and I, and I want to sit here for a little bit because, um, I bring different energy. I be I bring a lot of energy, and it's uh I, I'm a glass half full person, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm usually optimistic, um, even though I don't believe society has the capability to change because people are trash. I am still optimistic. <laughs> I hope that people will change, but I do not trust that they will. That is the difference. Um, but how you talk about showing up and work? I know my former CEO. Um, who's a really good a friend of mine and mentor of mine, you know, he would say like, yo, Mike, like I need you to show up on it. And so I interpret that as, and originally interpreted interpreted as like, I need you to kind of like show up and like be the guy. And what he was really saying is just like, when you show up and you're bright and you're spirit and you're excited, the whole room is ready to go and run through a wall. Mm. When you show up and you're frustrated and you're annoyed, everyone cringes because they don't know what the fuck to do. They're walking on eggshells. And I never really knew that I had that type of profound impact with my negativity. I knew with my positivity, you know, it was infectious. I didn't think, my dumb ass didn't think <laughs> that my negativity could be infectious because when I'm positive, I'm up, I'm shiny, I'm bright, I'm talking. So you're hearing me, you're seeing me. So of course that's infectious, right? You see me, it's kind of like you locked in a trance. Like, okay, I'm with them. Negativity, I keep that shit to myself. So I'm like, I ain't saying shit, I ain't doing shit. So nobody's paying attention to me, mm. but they are. Right. And so I, um, you know, left that company and went to start um, my own. And that was something that I took with me was that like, yo, um, I do have the responsibility and the obligation to, to show up consistently for what my team needs. Right. And so the challenge becomes like, is what do you need? And I think when we're in the workspace, we are more likely to show up as our representative sales because that is what you're team needs. (laughs) That's what your people need. But when it comes to like what you need, like in that case, you needed to understand what the fuck your leader was talking about. (laughs) 
<laughs> because that shit didn't make no sense. And in those meetings where I would be frustrated, I'm like, yo, I need a strategy. I need this to be intentional. And I need this to have some follow-up meetings for us to really dig into this. And, you know, other things to happen, of course. Um, and so when we, when we take that approach and, and we're not communicating um, and we're feeling and trying to suss out, and being silent, we're still actually doing a disservice because our characters, whether we are saying something or whether just we're demonstrating something, is a lot for people to handle. So I think in that case, yeah, man, on, on my end, I hear you on your representative self. And I think I would agree, like representative self, you got to show up um, when you're in those leadership roles or you're close to them. Um, and when you don't and you show up as yourself. Hey, man, eh, that, that might be a red flag to others um, or it may not be something that they can handle. Man, I don't, I don't care about none of that, bro. I don't like that. Man. <laughs> I like the ability to change a room just my presence alone, man. That make you feel powerful. I don't care what nobody got to say. That's real. I rather, I rather like people feel, feel, feel my energy. If I'm not liking it, man, I want you to know it. For low key uh, hockey, I want you to know I don't like it. Like, like in One Piece with the <laughs> hockey, bro. When the low power level people, like in Bleach or in Dragon Ball Z, you remember Dragon Ball Z? They be like, oh. oh. His power level is over 9,000. You know what I'm saying? That's why I want you to feel. Like, you. I want you to feel my aura. Feel my spiritual pressure, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like what's going on. And if I'm feeling happy, bro, everybody boosted. That's what I like that. Like, I like mm. having that ability to shape a group or a group of people or a room. Mm. And at the same time, it's not my fault that your power level too low to be able to rebound from how I'm feeling. If what I'm feeling makes you feel the way I'm feeling, that's not my fault. I'm not responsible for how you feel. I'm not responsible for how you receive my energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What I'm putting out is what I'm putting out right now. I'm a human being. Like, stop being weak. <laughs> <laughs> Level up. But what what did, what did the, the little homie Spider-Man say? He said, with great, great power, power comes, comes great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so why you, you want the power, but you, you want the great power, but not the great responsibility, Slim? No, I'm, I'm Goku. I'm about to <laughs> fight, train, defend the earth, not raise my kids. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Eat. <laughs> Go die again. Come back to life because I'm too him. I'm so much him and they got to bring me back and cheat the world again. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm all about, man. Trying to be the best version of me. Fuck all the what's, what's responsibility. But I mean, I ain't going to say all that. I'm just joking when I say a Goki. Hot, low, kind of. High key or low key? Loki, I'm Loki. <laughs> joking about that. Because nah, I mean, because to be the best man, you will be. You are a bad father. You are a bad lover. You are a bad. Fa- you are a bad partner. You are a bad friend. You are a bad brother. You are a bar- bad family family member when you're trying to be the best. Because you are obsessed with the goal of being the best. Mm. So yeah. But to say more about that, like even in like when you seeing somebody, you first meet somebody, you they not meeting you. They mean your mm-hmm. representative. So like Romantic when I meet somebody, man, or just yeah. friendship. 100% romantically. Okay. Like, friendship, you kind of, I mean, for me, if I meet somebody, I'm kind of just myself. Like, I don't want nobody mm-hmm. to think I'm being fake with them. Like, especially, I'm not getting into that right now. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just when you meet somebody romantically, man, I feel like you got to be the best version of yourself. When you, I mean, I'm trying to sweep you off your feet, man. Like, what you talking about? I'm a chocolate champ, 100%. Like, man. Anybody that know me, been around me, been in a situation with me, man, they know how I be moving, mm-hmm. man. They know how I move when we get together, bro. It's, it's amazing. Everything taking you felt. It's what's that? Safety, mm-hmm. protection, security. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you get. Comfort, comfort. This the air of the air is comfortability. Uncomfortability. 
when you around Chris and when, when, mm. when you with Chris, everything's settled, everything's safe. You ain't got to worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. That's what it all is always going to be about with me. And I want to, I want people to feel like that always when they with me. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be soft or unsure or none of that. Cause it's in a relationship to me. If you the guy or you supposed to be taking a leadership role and who want an unsure leader, you know what I'm saying? Who want to, who want to, who want an unconfident leader? Who want to be around somebody like that? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that was one of the major feelings I had with that long-term relationship um, in college or whatever. Like a lot of the time mm-hmm. I was being too authentically myself. I wasn't being that leader all the time. I was being very true to sometimes I feel bad and I just want to talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I feel like, um, oh, man, I'm not sure of myself right now. You know, I would express those things a lot, you know what I'm saying, to her. And I feel like that was one of the things that kind of made the relationship fall apart in a way. And I, and I think about that a lot. Like, I don't want that to happen again with my current relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of keep right. those feelings to me. I don't express those moments when I feel like that because I feel like that's a showing a, a, a crack mm. in the veneer of greatness. Because mm. <laughs> at the end of the day, subconsciously, I just feel like if you would have, if you were a man, you were a woman and a woman with you, she choosing you, you the leader. Like, it's just a fact of life. You the leader. And nobody okay. want to be with a leader that's not confident or unsure of the way they going. Like, that's not what you want to hear. That's true. I'm trying to look, man, I'm trying to look for somebody to steer the boat, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm attacking. I'm, I'm hitching my, I'm hitching my wagon to you. And if my, yeah. if you don't know where you going, I'm taking my wagon to somebody else. And I feel like that's just the way it is. And you can't, anybody want to argue, we can argue. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, will, I'm more than willing to debate anybody on that. It's no way, it's no way, no how. Like think about your baby daddy. If you got a girl, if you pregnant, you a woman, you got a baby daddy. I bet that baby daddy was the best definition of everything you wanted in a man when he was doing all that to you to make you get pregnant. Mm. Right or wrong, mm. you know what I'm saying? If, if Tyrone wasn't doing what he's doing, you wouldn't be pregnant. Now you said you want to debate anybody. I am here. Anybody? I'm here for Ooh. a debate. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm debate. I'm debating for the people on the other side of the screen that's listening right now that are like. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Charlotte <laughs> heretics. Now, I may, not, I may not do a good job representing the people as a public defender, but I, but I am here. I am what you public have, pretender. Um, and that's what your taxes pay for. You just get anybody, and I am him today. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> in I think romantically, you know, I've been out of the game for a minute, you know, uh, but I still get to flirt. I still get to show up, right? You know, in different situations, and um, I think in that case, like you. Chris, I just and, and and maybe this is something that I need to think a little bit more about because I just really can't see my representative self. And and I'll I'll say like one example um, professionally. Um, it's a little taboo to curse <laughs> in professional environments. Mm-hmm. I preface to people that I like to use my French, <laughs> and they'll say, "Oh, they dumbasses." They'll say, "Oh, you know French?" I'm like, no, oh, I'm about to use curse words. <laughs> So I kick off the meeting. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> that person is in that moment. That person immediately get on my. This person can't be my friend list. A thousand percent. This is a person I can't communicate with. I won't. This converse. These are only a work person. I won't communicate with this person in any other way other than work. Somebody, if I say, "Hey, I'm about to do this," and that person don't understand what I'm saying, immediately, oh, all right. you slow as hell. All right, say less. Oh, thousand percent. And so I always show up that way. So I'm willing to take the loss that comes with showing up authentically as myself. Because there's some environments, even though people are cool, right? And they're like, show up as yourself. They don't really want that shit. They know that's just something that they're supposed to say. 
right? But they don't really meet those expectations that they set by with the words that they share. And so in that case, I know I'm taking a risk. I'm being authentically myself. I'm a curse in this fucking meeting because you know that what I am talking about, the substance of what I'm talking about and where I'm trying to take you from to where you are trying to go with me, if you listen to it, you're not worried about the few, the, the, the many actually, curse words that are sprinkled into this. You just chalk it up to passion, not inexperience. Could be a little bit of both, but that's what I'm going to say. In romantic relationships and even just harmless flirtation, I'm trying to show up the same way because at the end of the day, if you need to be perfect for someone to fall in love with you, that is not sustainable. You know what I mean? So do you want to show up and be like and show all your warts right up front? Nah, that's the other side of the of, 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 of the spectrum, right? Where you're like, yo, don't just show up with all your warts, like, you know, kind of ease them into it. But like, just like I don't want to try to show you a perfect person. I'm not trying to show you the worst person. I'm trying to show you somebody really in the middle, but really just give you enough for you to make an assessment. So I feel like the best way to do that is for me to show up authentically as myself so that you can make a quick judgment on whether you want all of this. You know, like my wife and kids, all of this. (laughs) Or you don't. Uh, But it's going to be an easy decision to make because you have all the information you need. I'm not withholding shit. No. Disagree, hard disagree, all that. What is he talking? How, first of how, all, at how, work, sway, how sway at work, bro. First of all, me, I'm old school. Even though I'm young, I'm old school. I don't curse. <laughs> I don't curse at work. I don't in most situations. In most professional settings, I don't believe in cursing. I don't believe in cursing a lot. Only time I believe in cursing for real, for real, is on video games when you're trying to tell somebody they some trash, but they need to kill themselves. They mother a slut. That's the only time I only believe in cursing for real, for real. Or if you like, or somebody you driving and somebody do something dumb and that person a piece of crap. That's when you let them know, hey man, you a piece of. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when the, the words in my mind come out. Other than that, yeah. you don't really need to be cursing because it's just far more eloquent and more accurate ways to describe a feeling if you know exactly the word to use. And I found that to be very, very, very useful in my life. And it's imperative that you know what you're saying and you know exactly what you're saying when you're saying it. Mm. Two, the relationship thing is just, man, listen, man, Mike, you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to put it on. There's no need to be perfect. Bro, I'm trying to be perfect, bro. I want you to see me and be like, oh, my God. Like, first, that's that's the best reaction. I'm going for people be like, oh, you're cute. Smile, guilt. Now I'm going for gas. I'm going for quiet, angry silence. Like, mm. <laughs> Contemplative. Who is yeah, this? That's what, that's what I, just, who's, why is he walking to me like that? You know what I'm saying? What is he doing? Why he look like that? That's what I want. I want nothing mm-hmm. other than that. I want. I want the. Oh my! I want the. I want to see the gears turning in your mind as I approach you. That's what I want. And then I'm going to love bomb. Everybody talking about some love bomb and not good. It's toxic. That's a that's a manipulation tactic. I don't care about none of that. I like it, bro. I want you to feel it, bro. I want you to feel like. I want you to be in a cocoon of. I want you to be in a cocoon of, of raw emotion when you're around me, bro. I want you to feel like your most comfortable mm-hmm. self when you're around me. And that's because you only get that from leveling all the preconceived problems that all the other Johnsons that you had in the past. <laughs> when you erase those, you can erase those with enough love bombing. You bomb enough, you put enough <laughs> airstrikes on that individual, bro. Man, there ain't going to be nothing but putty in your hands. And I like that, bro. That's what I'm trying to do, man. I want you to feel it, bro. Every time you look at me, you want to tell me you love me. I want to hear it, bro. I want to feel it, bro. <laughs> and I don't care what nobody got to say about it. If they think that's wrong, that's toxic. Hey, man, I guess I'm toxic. I hate. I guess I'm wrong. But I don't want to be right in that instance. <laughs> there you go. And a, and a real thing And a real thing is if somebody was doing it to you, you love it. You know what I'm saying? You mm. love it. I'm, I have yet to encounter somebody that don't love it. Oh, I, brought you, I was just thinking of you. I got you this. Hey, I just want to let you know. I was just thinking, oh, I, 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 Oh, what do you want me to do? Oh, God, I can't help. I'm looking up this thing. Come on, man. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? A helper? A helper? Somebody who's trying to help you be better? What are we talking about? 
What we talking about? What we talking about? Hey, the, the love bombing thing is actually interesting um, because I'm a lover. Uh, I'm a feeler. I'm also a talker. So I'll let you know what I'm feeling and, and, and I'll talk through it with you. And then, uh, you know, I'll try to show you too. Um, I don't think nothing wrong with that. I think it's though, I think love bombing, and I ain't looked at the definition, so don't hit me in no DMs or hit us on IG talking about what this is, what this means. You can do that if you want to, but just saying I ain't got the definition with me on tap right now. But when okay. I think about that, Chris, I think the difference is you have every intention of actually loving that person. <laughs> you have right. actually every in like like intention of serving that person all the way through yeah. till they reach a place of solitude. Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not just doing it just to get the ass. You know, like you're not just doing this so that they are dependent upon you so that you can just take everything you want from them and then move on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta read. I gotta read what love bombing is, bro. <laughs> I gotta read what it is, bro. <laughs> love bombing is a controlling and manipulative tactic most often used by narcissists and abusive people. <laughs> They seek to quickly obtain affection and attention before tearing their victim down. They may appear charming and exciting in the beginning, but this usually fades away and is replaced with emotional abuse. So, I want to say that that's not my definition of love bombing <laughs> at all. Definition. <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> and I also want to follow it up, but I think that a woman wrote that. There's no way. I, everybody, everybody a narcissist. Everybody's a narcissist today in today's society. Every single person is a narcissist. Mm. But who mm. are the people that take the most pictures of themselves? Who are the people that always post what they're doing, where they're going, what they're doing, <laughs> how they look, how they feel? Who's doing that most? Is it the person that's a narcissist or the people that are the victims? Because it looks like it's always the victim. Oh my God, he's a he was a such a narcissist. It's like you go through their page, it's like a thousand pictures of them in the same pose and different clothes, the same meals. And different heels. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about, bro? <laughs> them little ass plates. I know you hungry eating them little ass plates. What are we doing? Don't be starving. And, and you're getting hangry. That's why you... <laughs> That's why you're misconstruing my messages right now because you're. I'm saying, bro. I'm saying, bro. It's a it's a people with narcissistic personality disorder are excessively self-involved and disregard other people's feelings and needs. They aren't capable of empathy, but they can fake sympathy, especially if they want something. Oh my mm. god! Now, 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 look, now, look. I think based on you just reading that, right, um, and based on um, what I said before that, I think we do actually have an understanding of what love bombing is, and I don't think you do that. I don't think you do that, but I think there are plenty. Of people who do exactly what that definition describes, one thousand percent. So yeah, if you if you're dealing with somebody who's doing all of that and they're just peppering you, peppering you, peppering you, peppering you, right until the whole dish is just salty and they have no intention of eating that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if they have no intention of sitting here with you after they bombed you with all of that love, then yeah, that's a problem. And I have a problem with that. But again, Chris, I think that you have every intention of delivering on all the promises that you make. Of course. How, so how am I supposed to be the hemothy? How am I supposed to be hemothy if I don't always come through with what I say? Always. <laughs> and how is she supposed to just have this blind trust? She got to see it and know it over time until it is just trust. That's one of my main pet peeves. It's one of my main pet peeves, dog. If I tell you something and then you gotta, you go trust, you go check and see if it's true. I, just, I said it. So you should know it's true. <laughs> exactly. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And honestly, yeah, I said what I said. It's not it's not that it's not what I said, it's that I said it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how I don't know how else to describe it. That may, that may sound crazy to people, but it's not what I said. It's that I said it. Yes. It's that I said it. That's that's and, what it, that's why you should believe it. I said it, therefore it's true. And why? think about the con- and think about the context in which I'm saying it to you. What did you say to me? 
What am I saying to you? <laughs> Take that for what it is. That's it. That's all. And that's no, back no, to no representative buts. self. And I said that I'm him. Therefore, I am him. Like, and that's, that's not, that, and that gets back to our representative self. That's chocolate champ. If I say I'm the chocolate champ, then I'm the chocolate champ. Why? Because I said it. Why? <laughs> Because I said, like, that's, that's, it's, it's circular reasoning. It's circular. It mm-hmm. feeds itself. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, but back through the, the real talk about the representative. So, like, those are all that stuff is just a tool to, to move through life. Cause at the same time, you, you that mm-hmm. representative self is formed usually by some tragic thing that happens. Like, you got Batman, you got Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. The Batman wouldn't exist if, exist if Bruce Wayne's parents didn't get gunned down in cold blooded murder. You got Clark Kent. You got Superman. Mm. Clark Kent wouldn't exist if Superman didn't need to be able to move through life and not be viewed as a god. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are things Ah. that exist. You know what I'm saying? You got... Do it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Should I do it to him? You got John Morant. You got John Morant. (laughs) And you got... (laughs) And you got King John. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) King Jaw, you know what I'm saying? King Jaw is is only a, a is a is an amalgamation of all the drill music that John Morant has heard in his whole life, and now that he has money, he's living out his drill rapper fantasies. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exactly what's going on. So hey, hey, I, 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 I say, hey, John, we don't want no smoke. I know we don't talked about you two episodes in a row. I ain't scared. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said before, you got you got a lot of things to forfeit should you come and take me up on this smoke. I'm just saying, bro, just play basketball. And just get a therapist and hug up on your lady. Have your friends, but stop doing dumb shit, man. No, man, I want all the smoke. Fuck you talking. Stop, I want all the smoke. Stop, Hit stop me. Dumb Punch shit, me in the mouth. Man. Hey, hey, ain't guns at me. It's ain't my, guns at me. Ain't guns at me. <laughs> <laughs> threaten me. Threaten my life. I want all the smoke. I want you to do all that dumb, goofy stuff. You know what I mean? Because I heard you coming up on two hundred fifty M's. You know what I'm saying? And I need one percent. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Mike sound goofy. Love your wife. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, it hurt me. You hit me. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna throw myself down the steps. If you if you breathe with me wrong, I'm gonna throw myself down some stairs. What are you talking about? This is real. Stupid. You sound stupid, real. bro. Get the That's bag. Real. You know what I'm saying? Get the bag. You, you sound stupid. That, dude, you, 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 you the type that sleep a sign on the floor in the grocery store that say wet floor and you over here trying to slip on it just to get the bag. That's, no, I ain't me. That ain't me. I, I go too, for surefire things. That's too small. That's yeah, too small. Too small, small fires. They're going to give you some groceries. You're going to give you a car and egg. Here's, here's 10 cartons of the egg. Get out. I don't need that. I need sure things. So real quick, just on the, on the, on the representative stuff, I, I want to do this because I think you know we talked a little bit about well, we talked a lot about representative self and, and I mentioned code switching. Just just top top of mind for you, how does that fit into this or does it not? It doesn't. For me, it Say doesn't. More. I talk I talk how I talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've always been that guy. Like I remember I used to always point out that at my job, my first year, my yeah, I talked to the president of my organization. We talked about chicken wings for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know me. Hey, bro. And I ain't know him. I, I really didn't. I ain't know who he was. I just thought he was some old dude. Some old let me chill. Oh uh <laughs> some old dude. And I was like, man, who is this dude? I was like, oh, this the president? Oh man, where you from? What's going on? Da-da-da. Man, you you like chicken? He black. I'm black. You like chicken? Yeah, yeah, I like chicken. So where you get your chicken from? Well, I like Popeyes. No, no. You've been to DC? How long you been to DC? You ain't never had mumbo sauce? Mumbo sauce. Yeah, I've had mumbo sauce. Oh, yeah. Where you get your mumbo sauce from? Well, there's a space by my house. No, no, no. It's wrong place. Let's see. You know, we talking about fried chicken. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. He remember me. Anytime he see me, he remember me. People mm-hmm. in the building be working at 27 million. He don't know them, but he know me. Why? Mm-hmm. Chocolate chair. Made it in person. 
Chicken wings. <laughs> Same. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Good work. Chicken wings. That's real. Um, Chris, I just I just want to say real quick, um, I've, I've just noticed this is sort of an aside, but this is relative to the chocolate championship. Bro, are you dipping right now? I see the waves. Is this the... Is oh, this the I, you know, I know, but names. we done seen you. I'm just, I'm just, hey, on, man. hey. Do you wear a wave cap just for the ones that, you know, need to work hard to get there? Do you, do you wear a wave cap, sir? <laughs> do you think I wear a wave cap? <laughs> do you, do you put Murray's in your hair, sir? <laughs> do you think I put that neve in my hair? In my finely, been- <laughs> my finely caught. No! What just happened? Oh my god, yo! Look at the guys. They don't. They don't kick Chris out the goddamn podcast. So I guess I'm gonna just go ahead and wrap it up. When you talk about your representative sales, hey, I'm gonna just say for myself, try to make sure that's authentically you and genuinely you. Um, because although you may be your representative self in this moment, you want to make sure that people know that that's authentic, and when they come back to you, that they know what they're gonna get. But look, the guys untook Chris. We're going to wrap this up. This is Beyond Hood and Evil, episode three, season three. Catch it to the back catalog. Share us with a friend. Tap in next week. Gone.